This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman and this is the new Blue Review. Welcome to the show again. And I'm happy to say we have on the line with us, as we always do this time of the show, Rob Hutchinson from DS South Africa. Rob, how are you doing? Good morning, Benji. Fantastic. Well, and you? I'm doing very, very well, Rob. Now, in my previous segment that we were talking about 3D printed meat, but in South Africa, we're dealing with the draft strategy for game meat. I, I can't imagine 3D printing a kudu, but you never know. What are the sort of things that you, you need to know about when it comes to game meat uh, strategies? Yeah, it's quite an interesting one. So the government has realized that there's a great opportunity to reignite the uh, economy through through local production and particularly harvesting of game meat. So I'm sure you've seen there's a lot of supermarkets and quite a few supermarkets and chains and other stores now providing providing game meat but there has to be regulation surrounding how the game meat is farmed how it is harvested and and processed and and so on traditionally it was around hunting and it was a separate market so hunters would hunt then distribute through uh, other other means what government wants to do now is regulate it all under one umbrella bring it all together and create a a formal market out of the informal market that currently exists. So when we're talking about game meat, Rob, I mean, are we talking about crocodiles, lions, uh, zebras? Like, is there a particular thing that governs what you can eat from a game perspective? Yes, there is. There is actually a list. It does include crocodile and kudu and all the usual uh, sport hunting uh, species. Um, it doesn't include obviously lion and, and, and so on as they are a, a protected species and fall under different legislation and not really meant for, for meat uh, consumption as, as such, however more for trophy, trophy hunting and, and so on. There are certain cases where predators and such will, will be uh, farmed, but for, for other reasons rather than this. The focus here is, is definitely on, they actually list some reptiles and I'm not quite sure what fit fits under the reptile section, but it's more more around uh, kudu, wildebeest, uh, and springbok, and and the usual uh, ostriches as well, and and so on. The big focus here is obviously on ostriches. South Africa has quite a dominating uh, market, dominates the market globally on ostriches. I think we have about seventy percent, but we need to regulate that and then just take control of it. What government wants to do essentially is put aside, a, I think they mentioned about a million hectares of, of land to um, share with the communities and so on and create a informal a formal market from what currently exists as, as informal. Give them the land, let them uh, teach them the skills, let communities grow and farm these animals and then um, distribute them right throughout the value chain process. So, um, Rob, I mean, often we are we have concerns on this show when we talk about these sorts of issues when it comes to Parliament about government sort of seeking to take control over the of, of, of business and industry over the guise of regulation. I mean, is is this being done properly? Is there a sense that this is uh, sort of useful regulation, or is it more government overreach? 
It does seem to be pretty well thought out, and they are considering the existing uh, industry in as far as the, the hunters go. So uh, there is a whole document that they have put out, which is quite extensive. It's around about 100 pages, and that was done together with private industry and existing players with within the markets. So I think on, on face value, it does seem to be quite a good piece of legislation as it does definitely control control the market. How, what my concerns are around how does it address poaching? Will it increase poaching, and and so on? You know, I've said it so many times before that our government has wonderful ideas but lacks the ability to implement them or enforce these these regulations. If these regulations aren't enforced, then we might see an increase in poaching and and so on as new players try try get into the market. Sure, very, very interesting. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, quite important. As you say, ostrich burgers are something that is a big industry. If you go through Karoo and, and that sort of thing, uh, you will find uh, a lot of that. Uh, so interesting to see what is going on in terms of, in terms of that. All right, so there we go. That is a game meat strategy. Now, uh, Rob, moving on to uh, another important uh, topic. And that actually also is sort of Karoo-based, and that is proposed regulations pertaining to the exploration and production of onshore oil gas uh, requiring fracturing, which is a very, very long-winded uh, uh, piece of, of, uh, of, of legislative yes. input requirement. This is what they call fracking, right? Exactly, exactly. So this is fracturing yeah, and under pressure, and it, it does involve... The, the usual players in, in the space. What government's looking here to do is regulate that space. These are regulations around fracking. Um, it seems that fracking has been approved and it will, will take place in certain areas. And this is, this is government's attempt to uh, regulate that, where, where it can take place, where it's prohibited, and what activities are allowed and, and what aren't allowed. And those include water usage and disposal. As we know, frac uh, fracking uses a lot of uh, water and uh, also creates a lot of toxic water. So that has to be disposed of. And no doubt it will be in, in the Karoo. So there'll be quite a bit of exploration going on. Recently, there was a shale gas discovery in, in the Karoo. But government has assured us that this, these regulations aren't for any specific project, that um, nothing is on the cards as yet. They're just um, preempting when something does does come about. And we've, we've heard that before, so I'm not too sure whether we believe them or not on that one. But yeah, it's, um, there's a lot to go through on, on this bill. I'm sure a lot of environmentalists will, will kick, kick up a fuss, and, and rightfully so. In, in certain cases, depending on who's going again going to be regulating and enforcing these these regulations, it's always a great concern. However, it it might be good um, towards uh, contribute towards South Africa's energy independence, and that is certainly something we do do need in this country. However, fracking and this whole process is isn't isn't a quick process. It does does take a lot of time. So, you know, there might be ulterior motives behind it, as it definitely won't solve South Africa's immediate energy problems. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. It's uh, obviously very controversial. And I'm sure um, 
the, the I've seen some interesting you know interesting people sort of opposing this Afri Forum was very opposed to fracking which is mm-hmm. not something that you would always you know that you would always assume so we will have to see where where that goes I'm Benji Shulman and this is 101.9 High FM This is the new blue review with Benji Shulman 101.9 High FM. Now, Rob, you've had some un- ongoing things that have been going on in dear South Africa. Uh, give us a bit of update about what's been going on. Yeah, there's been quite quite a few exciting developments. Um, we were scheduled to be in court to today, tomorrow and Wednesday on the Health Act regulations to prevent the minister from, from implementing these the regulations. However, the minister has uh, withdrawn and postponed it, uh, calling the the legal action moot, as it's no longer no longer necessary. So we're now seeking a a new date, as we feel this definitely has to go to court to set a precedent, so that the minister can't just reintroduce them without any any oversight at all. So fun times fun times there. Other than that, there are so many new regulations and uh, proposals that have been put out. One quite interesting one, which we are waiting to be published, is the ESCOM tariff increase. They're proposing about a 32.6% increase, and that includes a ridiculous about 930 rand uh, solar levy. So even if you are off the off the grid completely, you still have to pay ESCOM almost a thousand rand a month. That needs to be addressed absolutely immediately. Yeah, so that that was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I must say that yeah. it's like yeah, you you go off the grid and then suddenly they want you to pay to be off the grid, which seem, does seem a little bit insane. So uh, I can see why that might uh, be uh, a little bit of an issue. Um, and uh, and Rob, I mean, people if they want to comment, of course, they can always go to the website. Absolutely, absolutely. We provided uh, several of these campaigns um, launched yesterday, funny enough, and there will be more be coming coming live on uh, during during the week. And just visit dearsouthafrica.co.za, click on latest campaigns, and select the ones that that you want to have uh, have your say on. And please do so because it definitely does does make a difference. Well, there you go. Uh, go and have a look and uh, see what they are up to at uh, Dear South Africa. Rob, thank you so much for joining us. We'll chat to you again next week. Brings us to the end of the show. Thank you to the whole team. Helps put everything together. Uh, Mashadi, who is on the production side. Craig, who pushes all the big red buttons. And Vuzi, who is on the sound. And to you, dear listener, who joins us every single week on the new Blue Review. And do join us next week once again. We'll definitely see you then.